0: Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Laura Samara-Sams. This
1: podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus.
0: It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. episode of Fishers of Men. Today on our show, we have three very special men, including my dear husband, Derek Sams.
1: Oh, that's why you said three. I get it.
0: <laughs> and we also have Galen Adair and Rick Bickerstaff on our show this morning. They are calling from their respective places in Seattle and Charleston, South Carolina. Right. My best friend is from
1: there. I'm from the other Charleston.
0: Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, well, she's West from West Columbia.
1: Virginia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all for being on our show. I know each of you have kids that are on different ages, and you have different experiences when it comes to being a stay-at-home dad. So why don't I go ahead and ask each of you if you can do kind of a brief overview of what your situation is. So, Rick, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Uh, we... See, we used to live in Los Angeles, and I was working in entertainment. With my wife is a teacher, and we were married not too long before we found out we were pregnant with our first kid. And it just was kind of a practical thing. We wanted one of our, one of us to stay home, and uh, in a city like Los Angeles, that's a little difficult. So being an apartment manager was the catalyst, was the solution, just strictly for money. Reason my wife made more money than me so i became the apartment manager and uh, stayed home and watched our daughter for two years and then we relocated back to the south where i'm from um, we actually switched for a year my wife stayed home and i work and uh it wasn't really working well so we switched back and spent the since fall this year, she went back to teaching and I'm the full-time stay-at-home dad now for our two daughters, who are three and one.
0: Oh, precious ages. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. I haven't slept in three years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're okay. You know, sleeping spotty, but actually we've been really lucky, the oldest slept pretty early. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, Galen, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background?
3: yeah we've been married 23 and a half years now and we were married for eight years before we had our son just based on my wife's family she's uh one of eight kids and her mom had stayed home with the kids and such she uh had that experience of having a parent home and we wanted that and i'm a teacher by training she's an attorney so like rick said practically speaking it made more sense for me to be home, and just personality-wise, it also fit better. Mm. So, you know, we had that as our plan, and then when we uh, realized we were pregnant with our son, you know, we just sort of rediscussed it and was still the plan. And so, 15 and a half years later, I'm um, stay-at-home dad for a 15 and a half-year-old and an 11-year-old, and we're homeschooling.
0: That's great. It's, it's funny that you bring up that it was the natural fit because I've often joked about that with Derek because <laughs> he is a great teacher and I feel like he would just be more suited to teaching our children at home. But that brings us to our next point about educational choices. So, Galen, you said that you made the choice to homeschool and I feel like, Rick, they're a little young, but obviously education starts at the home. Um, what were kind of the decisions that each of you made about doing the homeschool thing versus the public school thing?
3: Well, jumping in there. For me, it was, again, my, my wife's mother homeschooled her youngest sister and youngest brother, the youngest uh, child, all the way through high school. And I came into their family when he was five, so I saw that whole process. And so that was our introduction to homeschooling. And, you know, just for a variety of reasons and not trying to sound too (laughs) too full of ourselves, we just felt like they would get a better education one-on-one. Yeah. And also avoiding all sorts of extras like bullying and, you know, all those, not small, but, you know, all the little things that piled up into a big mound of big things. Right. And so that, that was really our reasoning. And so... By the time we got to school age, and we've had a discussion most years towards the beginning of the school year, uh, you know, is it still working? Do we still want to do it? Because you realize every year you can put the kids in school if it's not. Yeah. But every year we've said, no, it's still working. And we realized early on, like when my son was five and, or maybe six and after kindergarten, that to put him in school, he would have been bored and therefore probably causing trouble. So... Hmm. Once we got into the groove of it, it was, it just really sunk in and we've just ran with it.
0: That's awesome. Um, you talked about just kind of negative aspects of schooling. So where do you have a co-op of some sort where your, your children can have some social life where they have friends and what does that structure look like for them being homeschooled?
3: There are co-ops in the area. We're not part of any, Okay. um, But they do a lot of things. They're in scouts. My daughter's in American Heritage Girls. Um, They're in a karate class. We have cousins that live close by, you know, uh, sons in the the teen youth group at church. They're in Sunday school. So it hasn't been a co-op, but it's been a lot of other things that have been done along the way. (laughs) Yeah, there was a program we did at the YMCA for a long time when they were younger called Home Zone. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's everywhere, but it was kind of cool. It was one hour of kind of classic gym class. They just learned about sports and played kickball, and Mm
0: -hmm. and then they
3: had an hour of swimming.
0: Okay. Oh, cool.
3: So that was like 25 kids or something every time they had the class. So things like that have that role for us.
0: They find ways. Great. And Rick, have, have you and your wife thought about it? Um, I don't know if you're a three-year-old. It might be in a preschool of some sorts. Have you guys made any kind of decisions about it?
2: Yeah, we uh, we talked about it. And yeah, our kids are pretty young. They're not really there yet. Right. Um, our We did find a, a church here that does school for two days a week, uh, two half days a week. That's where they are right now, actually. Um, otherwise, there nice. would be a lot of noise in the background <laughs> right now. <laughs> the
0: interactive interview. Right.
2: Yeah. So we we uh, decided to do that for a couple of reasons. One, um, our oldest daughter has uh, one of her best friends from our church goes there, and she just wanted to be with her. Our oldest daughter is very social. We saw that early on um, when I was home with her. Um, I, I had to start taking her to a park every day, and we started kind of making friends with of the regulars at the park. Um, otherwise, I could see if she was just bored and hurting without that social aspect. So she loves school. Our youngest, uh, we're not sure where she's at yet with it. She seems to enjoy it, but uh, not quite as easily as her oldest does. But as far as the future goes, my wife and I, we both went to public schools. Actually, my wife went to a so private school for a bit, and I was part of a magnet school where we had an art major um, that we had to try out for to get in. Um, And so we, and we both had really positive experiences in school. And since she teaches at a charter school, our kids will likely um, just go to whatever charter school she's at. You know, and and I, we talked about it last night and not, not for the first time we were just talking about it because of of what we're doing here today, Um, that if. You know, if we feel like our kids would thrive in a homeschool environment, we're totally open to it. Sure. I, I always wanted to be homeschooled so I could finish early and go skateboarding. That so, uh, <laughs> just didn't work out for my family. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's probably what we're going to do is start yeah. off in the charter or public school and then go from there.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, especially if your your wife is already there, that that actually would be pretty ideal for you all. So you both have mentioned, actually, church. And um, I know a question that Derek had mm-hmm. was something related to that.
1: Yeah, no, I wanted to know... I know sometimes in conservative Christian culture, they have this. there's this idea of gender roles, and I wonder if you guys got any pushback, either overtly from people in your church, or just maybe felt any kind of negative vibes from people who might not have thought too fondly of this decision?
0: Yeah, or is it pretty kind of open now? And, you know, are you guys the only... Um, men that you know doing this, or is it kind of you know the other community of other men that do this? And, and to, to piggyback, not to make it too long of a question, but have you felt any pushback about or questioned in your masculinity and you know, any of that?
3: Uh, you can go first, dude. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go over that if you want to. <laughs> no, that's fine. In terms of church, it's, I think it's kind of interesting because it's partly, I think, where you live. And in mm-hmm. Seattle, it's a very uber-liberal city. Yeah, um, I can see that. Uh, liberal on steroids.
0: <laughs> right.
3: So so we're Catholic. Our parish is not a huge one, but a fairly big one. I've gotten no pushback from directly from people at church. And even in the community, the, the general city area, It's interesting because even though it's so liberal, I've only run into one or two guys that, you know, over all the years that were stay-at-home dads, Mm -hmm. those all seem to be temporary. It was for, you know, the six-month stretch while their wife was doing some project. You know, it wasn't intended as any kind of long-term thing. Right. So I haven't gotten direct pushback from, like, the church or anything, but the way it comes around is very indirect. So, for example, last and that's been within the last year or maybe two years, there's been a mom's group that sort of got reformed, revitalized at the parish. And, you know, it's all, all of these moms who are staying home with their kids, and a lot of them are homeschooling, and I'm not part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. Oh, you know, yeah. All of
3: the meetings, all of the, the topics, all of the events are, you know, geared towards women and women's issues and things like that Mm. and so just just not a part of it and that's that's pretty common I have joked before that every class I've been in with the kids music little music class for the kids or whatever it's always eight moms and me (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I bet you're pretty popular though (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's funny that's the thing you know I don't get that pushback but I get a lot of Wow, you know that's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, from moms, and then a lot of dads are like, wow, that's that's cool. Yeah, I could never do that. <laughs> so I think they're selling them.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think they're selling themselves short because sure. yeah. obviously you can. The other piece I'll go ahead and answer too, like with the masculinity thing. I never get anything on that. I um, good maybe partly because I'm a fairly big guy. Um, <laughs>
0: no one wants to mess with you. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> but the other thing though is is that I I always get my hackles up a little bit. On the question, somewhat because I don't, I don't have, I don't even think twice about it. And like one of the That's questions awesome. you put on the, the thing was about your feminine side, and I would counter with it doesn't have to be a feminine side at all. I'm my kids' dad, yeah, and mm-hmm. I never baby, I never babysit them,
0: yeah, yeah.
3: I'm yeah. taking care of my children, so it's just it's just as manly a thing to do I agree. to take care of your children as it is to go. Fix the truck and mow the yard. So
0: yeah, I love it.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we. That's been my take on it.
0: I love that you said that because I mean that question was on there just just in response to the previous question of masculinity and femininity and what that the true form of those things are. I mean when you look at God, our Father, who really is both our father and our mother and he's a disciplinarian he's a nurturer he's he's all the things that our parents should strive to be and then he's all the things that we as individuals should be so we should embrace both those sides rick did you have anything to add to that
2: yeah i had a um i mean i have very similar experience and i and a a pretty a fairly unique perspective having done this in an um, equally liberal city like Los Angeles.
0: Yeah. And, and mm-hmm.
2: also a very conservative city like Charleston. Right. I've found that I like Galen said, I, there's not a lot of dads out there. Even in LA, I don't know if I ever met one I mean it's a big freelance city, so you would meet more dads but they were just in between gigs or something. Right. Like
0: that.
2: A lot of a lot of nannies that I saw and I also did music classes and I was again yeah the only dad in there and <laughs> then in the south here it's a ton of moms I actually met a stay-at-home dad at the park we frequent and he's been doing this 14 years and he said I'm the first full-time stay-at-home dad he's met in 14 years wow um, so yeah similar experience to Jaylen. it's really and uncommon then, yeah it's weird I don't quite understand why I mean I think it's like you said it's uh it's a cultural Mm -hmm. thing I same thing uh, I get moms that are like yeah that's so awesome you do this it's great and dads are like yeah that's cool I can never do it I (laughs) I hear the same thing I hate that I mean like like Daylon said they totally can do it and need to give themselves more credit you know that's more than a a paycheck and food on the table yeah oh
0: yeah
3: and, uh, I think a big part of it, is, I was just going to chip in, it seems like people don't stop to ask, you know, who's better suited. You know, they just kind of go with, well, this is what one's supposed to do, this is what another's supposed to do. It might lead to a lot of the times you hear of, of moms being really fed up being at home and, and strung out and whatnot. And they they may not be the one that was better suited to be at home.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, it's yeah, a good point.
2: And, and in the church to answer your question also I have uh, another similar experience when my wife was home I mean there was a ladies group and they met and then when we switched I was like oh man where's the dad's group and I mean, even <laughs> if like even if I was like I'm going to start one there would be like one dad there with me maybe you know <laughs> um, right and yeah. obviously nothing no one's been condescending I mean most people are sure. are pretty supportive but uh, again, that's just a lot of dads thinking that they can't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Do you feel, because both of you are, are kind of saying that you're basically the only stay-at-home dad that you know, and then moms, on the other hand, have this huge support network. They have mom groups and you know they have ladies groups that you know cater to their mom side. What kind of support do you feel you're getting, or where do you seek it out, and how do you get? encourage and what what does that look like for you guys on a day-to-day basis where as mothers have that easily accessed and you probably need to be very creative in finding that like where do you look for that for yourselves
3: I know for me it's the, it's kind of it's one of those odd areas because there's you know you fall into the the patterns yourself sometimes there's that part of me it's like i don't need anybody sure Mm -hmm. i got this i've been doing this long enough but at the same time you do and mine tends to be just family my wife has an older sister who's homeschooling a younger sister who's homeschooling uh the younger sister lives in town so we end up doing a lot of trade-off for kid watching and things like that bouncing ideas off of each other her older sister, uh, we have very similar personalities, so I can ask her, well, what did you do for this? And if she used it and it works, I can pretty much tell that it's gonna work for me with a couple of tweaks. It's sort of like curriculum-wise or, you know, lesson-wise, but bigger picture, it's just friends, you know, trying to connect with friends who are also busy once in a while and, and just get out of the house and have some adult time, but there really aren't a lot of, like, specifically geared towards what we're doing kind of groups out there. So you, you right. try to talk to people and they're like, yeah, I, yeah, I
2: don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when I was in L.A., I had a lot of friends that were, like, freelancers, and they would come over and, you know, we'd play music together or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I'd go eat lunch with people. Uh, I didn't really have any stay-at-home dads to hung out with. We also were kind of... The first of our friends to have kids, right. um, so I didn't, I just didn't know a lot of dads at all. Um, and then here in Charleston, it's kind of the same. I have, I have a friend who has his own business, so you know, we'll go hang out or play music um, while my daughters are in school. Or he has a, he has kids similar age to mine, so he'll bring his over because um, he's a little more flexible with his work schedule. Um, my dad's also, retired and lives down the street, so I go see him sometimes.
0: Awesome. So a lot of family support, and I'm sure you have your own set of friends now that you can just, like, hang out with. And a lot of the support, too, is also having a break from the kids. And do you feel like you get enough of that, you and your, your wives are able to kind of balance that out with each other? Yeah,
2: putting them in school is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 <laughs> I get a couple half days a week to do things, which has been like a game changer for, yeah. for fun things and even like home projects, like doing yard work or sure. whatever stuff I need to do. Uh, before that, there was nap time, which I, I think has, <laughs> I think like I think nap time's like God's gift to parents, <laughs> 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 a break. Yeah, but uh, nap time is disappearing the older they get, so um, thankful. I'm thankful for school. Um, I don't know. It is hard. It's, it's hard to have uh, the downtime. I, I also uh, wanted to add, uh, I think, like I know I'm pretty introverted, so um, feeling supported sometimes is just being by myself and recharging. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, my wife's extroverted, and I think a lot of uh, her friends are extroverted, and so those mom's group or where they would recharge. So uh, maybe uh, we don't need quite the support that they do, um, just for that reason, introverted, extroverted. I don't, I don't know what you are doing, but um, that's how I feel.
3: Well, you know, it's it's a good point. I'm a, I'm a huge extrovert. <laughs> I, I mean, that doesn't stop me because I talk to people anywhere, everywhere. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that outlet, you know, just standing in line to get coffee. But I also, you know, realizing too, as we're talking, I, I play guitar and stuff, and I've got a band. And so part of my outlet is just we have, you know, regular practice times. And so that's just part of the family schedule, everybody knows what night it is, and that's just what I do on that night. Right. When the kids were younger, it was, you know, good. We'd trade off sometimes. You know, it, it's interesting. I think when the kids were younger, it took us a while to realize, you know, my wife would get home from work, and I would say something like, okay, I got to get out of the house. And she took it the wrong way a little bit for a bit until we realized that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything family-wise. It was right. just, kind of like Rick said, just sort of a recharge, even right. as an extrovert, just to get time in my own head sure. not answering a thousand questions yeah. and,
0: <laughs> right.
3: you know, those sorts of things. We've gotten to the point now with my kids being 15 and 11, I can leave them at home for a while. Yeah. So, I can run errands or whatever on my own and take care of that. Um, I was also going to throw out, Rick, now that they're getting older, the thing that we discovered was quiet time, which is an hour in their room by themselves doing something <laughs> and It's nice. great the kids even <laughs> even now are like so do we get quiet time today because we're kind of tired
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice that's
3: good it's a, a treat yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah like with a lot of those things it's, it's stuff that you have to just sort of be conscious of and try to plan out you know the easiest thing I've found is having like regular something regular again like the band practice you know it's every Monday night right now. So Yeah. That's just what happens. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. It's on the schedule. I look forward to it. That kind of thing. And so So having a schedule that, just, mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know when it's gonna happen.
0: Well, you guys talking about your family dynamics and whatnot, can you talk a little bit about your family dynamic? You went into it a little bit about having a schedule and, you know, you have your Monday nights and, and then even your dynamic with your relationship with your wife. Have you felt it affecting the relationship, both positive and negative, if there's any negative, but or not even negative, but just a shift? Like once you had kids and you decided this was going to happen, did you feel role reversal might even be the wrong thing? But, you know, was the, I mean, there had to have been some sort of shift.
1: In what ways did your relationships within your family change, if at all? by you guys choosing to be stay-at-home dads? For
3: us, the, the, the first thing was just having the kids, because, again, we were married for eight years prior to that. Right. There are pros and cons. For you know eight years, we did kind of what we wanted, and we had fun and went to beer fests and things like that. Nice. So it was a little bit of a harder transition when we had kids, because suddenly you know, it wasn't just the two of us. Right. Versus, like, her younger sister who had kids fairly quickly after getting married, and they just... I just haven't quite had that time like we had. So for them, it was just, well, we're having kids. Mm-hmm. After that, the initial thing that my wife would say, actually, is that with me at home, she doesn't worry about the kids. She does because you're a parent. But of what course. she means is that their dad is with them. It's not what's going on at school, what's happening you yeah. know, after school. I've just always been with them. Yeah. So... She doesn't have to worry about that. If she has to stay later at work, she doesn't have to worry about, you know, pick up from school or their home loan longer at, you know, after school. All that kind of stuff has been taken care of by me being at home. Another huge benefit is travel times. We're not, especially with the homeschooling, we're not locked on the school schedule for travel times or, or visiting family or just our own family vacations. One of the things we're, re- we're noticing more now that we've got teenager and almost another teenager, though, is that, you know, and I've seen it crop up for different people different places, is that one of the, one of the areas you have to work pretty hard at is there's no distinction between teacher and dad. Mm-hmm. So if teacher and, and student are butting heads over something, it tends to spill out a little bit, and you've got teacher and and kid, or you know, dad and kid butting heads a little bit, which then spills out to mom coming home to more chaos than she might like after
0: a long day of work. Sure.
3: (laughs) What's the first thing that comes to mind anyway? Uh, For us, we we
2: had kids pretty quickly. Uh, We were married about two years before, just over two years after when our first daughter was born. It was an adjustment mostly in that, you know, we kind of just, we'd go hang out with our friends and stay out late and do stuff like that. And like I said earlier, we were one of the first of our friends to have kids. So, you know, we felt kind of alone in that
3: mm, in a lot of ways. Yeah. We, we, we were too, by the way. That's interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's tough when your friends are like, hey, come on, bring your kid. And you're like, ah, uh, she's got nap time. Like, yeah. You know, that's just life. We just kind of adjusted. Uh, having two kids was, more difficult, um, and that was kind of the catalyst for us moving back to the south. Because my family's here, and we wanted to have family nearby. Galen said it's, it's a pretty big benefit, even in something as simple as like date night. Like we, we didn't really get a lot of date nights in L.A. Oh yeah. Um, my my brother-in-law is there, and we had uh, we actually had we were pretty lucky to have a, quite a few babysitters, but. Um, right before we moved, they all kind of moved away or got jobs. And so, right. <laughs> they're like, I oh, mean, so that's, that's been nice. Yeah, I and mean, your question was about family dynamic. So, so we, we had a pretty good experience in that. Like I, I did it and then my wife did it for about a year and a half and then we switched back and it's not, and I, don't, I, I think it fit, I think our family just fits really well with me home. Um, not that my wife did a bad job but she did a really good job and there's a lot of ways that I um, fall short in things that she was good at partly because she's a teacher so she was just teaching her kids really good stuff <laughs>
0: um,
2: but I I just think it fits you know I'm happier she likes teaching um, she's happier at work than I was at work
0: um, yeah
2: she gets home earlier I mean I was commuting and it, it just I, but she gets more times with the kids than I did and Um, I just love being home so the the dynamic fits better for us when we try both ways so we can say that with
3: assurance
0: that's really great
3: yeah we felt the same way it's uh, just personalities and such my wife just does better with going to work and it's not like she doesn't like being home with the family but she's a an extreme extrovert and I think that that part of that is just it's to be overload you know
0: yeah
3: um so She's uh, mostly happy with work, but you know how that is. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's never perfect, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Do your children ever kind of ask you about You know, like, hey, I noticed that all of our friends' moms are the ones. Like, does it ever come up, or is it just kind of normalized to a point where this is just what we do? And, you know, have you ever had to have that discussion with your kids as far as what you are modeling for them as being the, like, that's the standard? Like, dad stays at home, and then all my other friends, you know, it might be the other way around. I mean, has has it ever come up?
3: It comes up, but not as direct as your asking. Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the things with being at home is that one of the greatest things about it is you have the chance to answer questions. Right. And the sheer volume and in all honesty the depth of the questions they they ask, especially as they get older, you're like, Wow, I'm glad I was here to field.
0: Yeah. Hobbies. That's wonderful.
3: And so yeah, and so no, they haven't ever questioned like why do we do this or whatever, but mm. It's, you know, they've they've both just known it their whole life. And so it's just normal for us. They've got, you know, cousins who are homeschooled and their mom, you know, my uh, sister-in-law does the homeschooling there. And it's just, it's not a thing. It's just what is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's never really been a direct issue or even question. You know, occasionally we'll talk to them and it's like, well, you know, how do you feel about away school? You know, school's uh, due to start in a month. Do you feel like you... Need to go to a way school. Oh, no, nope, we're doing good. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nothing is direct, but it's certainly, you know, part of the, the general fabric of discussions over the course of time. So,
0: sure.
2: Uh, and my kids are kind of young to think that way. Uh, I imagine it will come up um, maybe in like, can we go. The so-and-so's house I don't know in some ways it wouldn't be appropriate for me to like go to the mom's house um, to, you
3: know I could see that happening right um, but right now it doesn't really come up sure um, you know that's a funny comment too because I am um, being as extroverted as I am I, I don't think twice about that kind of stuff and I've realized over the years that, I, that a lot of people do mm-hmm. I haven't had one instance years ago Uh, six years something ago where uh, we had met uh, a mom and her kids through a local homeschooling group we were involved in at the time and kids got along great and the mom and I just had uh, easy rapport and uh, went to their house a couple times the kids played we just sat and had coffee and talked and didn't think twice about it her husband wigged out oh no yeah, we like weren't was like to the point where they just had to stop all contact, and so there are a lot of people who have issues. I'm not saying he had issues. I just mean it's a a thornier yeah situation than I, I think mm-hmm. we realize sometimes. So
0: yeah, I I didn't even think about that actually because there's a part of the maybe just conservatives. I don't know, but. Christians were taught to be above reproach, and it didn't even occur to me that that would even be an issue, but I could totally see that being Mm -hmm. something that creeps up, like, I could imagine, you know, like, if I'm away on a job, and then, like, I know Derek is, like, hanging out with a particular other mom, like, I mean, I don't know, like, it's it's something that you don't want to admit that you might feel, you know, a sense of weirdness or jealousy or anything. Like we don't like to think of ourselves that way.
1: I think for us, the concern would be more just like our reputation, you know?
0: Yes. I mean, yes, reputation, but also like, I, I would like to think that I would be fine, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like if (laughs) I know that I'm not there all the time and you're like spending all this, I don't know. It's just interesting. That's Now
3: that's in my head. Yeah, and it is really thorny, too, because we're also not supposed to be judgmental. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know that tons of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, he was over at her house again. Yeah. You know, know, we had coffee. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, be really weird
2: that way.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's something I hadn't really thought of so much either, but. Like I said, my wife had the chance to kind of build a network of moms, mostly through our church. And then when we switched, yeah. I mean, well, we're all family friends with some yeah. of these people. And it's like, well, our kids are going to keep playing. So, like, what do we do? And, yeah. And it's, it's been a little weird in some ways. Um, we typically, if I'm texting one mom in particular, either my wife or her husband is attached to it. Um, which oh, that's great. I think was more their choice than mine. Uh, I I just didn't. I like, like. I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, and maybe she's just more sensitive to that, and which is, you know, totally fine. I want to respect their wishes and um, just be careful with all those things. Um, yeah. you know, we usually only meet in like public places and.
0: Right. Um, I I, th- don't know. I think it's always wise to be more careful than you, because you know, no one ever, you know. I'm not saying... Well, I don't want to... I don't want to talk about affairs or anything. Like, let's not talk about that. But, you know, I think it is smart to always loop in the other spouse. I mean, I know it's a weird thing, and unfortunately, we live in a in a world where that just might be a wise thing to do to safeguard your marriage, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, even if it's just, like, the extra step to be careful. I think that's fine. But we'll... Ta- I don't know. We'll yeah. talk about it. We don't have kids that's yet. True. We'll
1: figure it out. On that note, though... Um- <laughs> I'm wondering what kind of advice you guys have for young couples like us who this could be a reality for us in a few years, where Laura might be having the better job prospects and it might be wiser for me to stay at home and watch the kids and write.
0: Yeah. Or we switch off, you know, or...
1: Do you guys have just suggestions of things to think about? I mean, there might be couples considering this who aren't sure, or maybe new couples, uh, new parents who are just starting out with... Right. This, I don't want to say alternative lifestyle, but like... (laughs) This,
0: I, yeah, this other is, option. I mean, it is yeah. a
1: way, right? I mean, it's the, the the sheer numbers kind
3: of make it alternative lifestyle. I've I've joked with friends that you know it's it's another minority that nobody talks about. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know, the my my first and first thing that leaps to my mind is just go for it
0: mm-hmm.
3: because the the truth is it's one of those situations that you can easily reverse yeah so if somebody decides to stay home with their kids and they get to the six month mark and they're like this just isn't working
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you can put kids in school or daycare or whatever and theoretically find a job and go back to work Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt to try it and if it really works then it's really going to work right and you know the family's overall going to be happier than than not you know if you just Think it might work. You never try. You never know. Because it, you know the the only caveat there would be. It's like certain jobs. Like uh, you know, you may not be able to advance if you've given up a certain amount of time or sure. or something like that. But that's one of those things I've always thought of in terms of uh, my father in law. One time was chatting with him, and and uh, there was a discussion about you know being guys and this sort of stuff. And he a long time ago started saying that you know people would ask him you know, what he does, you know, whatever, that kind of question, you know, what do you do? And he started saying, well, first thing he would say is that he's a father or he's, mm-hmm. a, he's mm-hmm. a Catholic father. Yeah. Hmm. And I always try to remember that because that's, that's the more important part than being an attorney, a doctor. Yeah. Uh, accountant.
0: I love that.
3: You know, cause if, you know, if you're 50 and still a, a beginning accountant, but you spent you know 20 years at home with your kids which is more important You're right yeah
0: it's a good point
3: yeah that's a that's a good
2: comment I, I think our our identity is way too caught up in our profession right and and i super fell into that um pursuing Filmmaking and writing and all these creative things—it just really became my identity. Yeah. Um, and the older I get, and the more I am home with the kids, the more I see that it's, it's a job. I mean, and, and yep. it, it can be a calling in ways. And I don't want to diminish the importance of what you do, but um, like Galen said, the time—the time far outweighs these careers that we build, and that's just kind of the decision our family made is that we want as much time with the kids as possible and we're going to design our lives around that. I love it. Because you can't get it back. To answer your question about advice, yeah, I agree. Just try it. it I mean, like I told you in our initial conversation, Mark, like it, it wouldn't fit for everyone. Sure. Um, certain families, you know, certain dads might not really like it or might not even <laughs> be good at it full time. But, Try it and see. If you guys are thinking about it, you might, you might, uh, be inclined towards it, and you might actually, it might fit your family really well. Yeah. Um, It is tough, though. I mean, we talked about there isn't a lot of support. There's not a lot of dads out there. Um, Yeah. You you touched on masculinity and femininity, and I struggled with just my, and maybe this is just my southern upbringing, but my. Inability to bring you know bring home the bacon or just uh, Mm. provide financially, Um, and and my wife is very gracious and just says that's not what you know provision is so much more than money. It's time, it's teaching, it's love. I love that.
0: Mm -hmm. That's true.
2: and I am lucky to have a wife that constantly reminds me of that when I, uh, when I struggle with those issues. But it is a struggle, you know, it's tough when you're out there and you're talking to dads that are making like 90 grand a year and you're like, yeah, I'm home with the kids and, <laughs> and that's kind of it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So just be prepared for that. Be, um, be confident in your identity and who you are and what you're called to do in this life because it may be challenged. But just know that if it fits your family, then you're ultimately making
3: the right decision.
0: I love everything Is you that, just said. We, really- we were
3: nodding, even you yeah. can't see it, but. yeah, we're nodding yeah. along. Well, I, was gonna, I was gonna chime in with Rick too because it's a great point. I was I was sitting here chuckling a little bit because we when we were younger, we weren't as focused on like sort of future and like money and stuff just because of the way we were both raised it just wasn't how we kind of approached things and we kind of Mm -hmm. were blessed as we stumbled through life yeah (laughs) but I've I've developed that same issue as I've gotten older yeah because now the kids are trying to do more we're we're staring college down the throat and now I'm like holy cow I can't make any money Mm. (laughs) yeah you know even if I go back to work as a teacher, I can't make in half what my wife makes, or something. You know, I don't even know what the numbers are anymore. But yeah, it's it's become more of an issue for me recently than it ever used to be, right. which has kind of caught me off guard. So mm. even if you're at a point where you're like, no, I'm good with it, it's going to raise its head.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I I do I, I get that like we we need to be future thinking for the sake of our children. And that also includes financial, which, you know, maybe we don't like to think about, but I'm glad you brought that up. But I do want to go back to what Rick was saying about provision not just being the monetary value, and I think that's such a beautiful thing because you're right, we do get caught up in this sense of my identity is how much I make, or yeah. my I'm just as good as my last project. Well, I think or,
1: men especially were very really yeah. driven by performance yeah. and what we can prove based on what we've done or yeah. or but, won some kind of game, you know.
0: Yeah, but I love the humility in that, and which in my eyes, makes it to be the more powerful position of I'm going to be investing in the provision I have for my children in, in like their emotional state and, you know, being there and and being present. We've seen very many movies that are like, oh, hey, I have this huge house and blah, 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 blah what for nothing, but I never see my dad around. That's a, an extreme stereotype. But, you know, I, I hope that or whether it's Derek or I who stays at home or if we switch or whatnot, I hope that our identity is in how much we love our family and love each other mm-hmm. and love our community more than, oh, how much money am I going to make this year? Which, you know, living in L.A. as a freelancer is always like, oh my gosh, my next check, am I going to make rent? That's, an, that's a concern. But if we can trust that God is going to provide, if we can love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and then love our neighbor just as ourselves, I think God is faithful to provide for those things. And it's a constant reminder that we have to give ourselves about that. And the end goal is the kingdom. It's not the Oscar, as much as we would (laughs) love to have both.
3: (laughs) That's a good point. Plus with the the long-term homeschooling piece thrown in as well, I've been working part-time and i have been working Saturdays again, just kind of make it some extra money and get me out of the house a little bit this sort of thing sure and last four or five months the the kids have really been bringing up on a fairly frequent basis the idea that wow dad we wish you didn't have to work on Saturdays mm. and so we've we've built this thing where you know that the kids want mom and dad around it's wonderful uh-huh they want to still hang out and play with each other you know if one of them goes off for a week summer camp when they get home you know they're thrilled to see each other
0: that's so sweet and
3: so part of the whole process for us is is that understanding that we want family to be really important because at some point to be honest what they're going to have is each other because we're going to be gone yeah so if that's somebody that they have to rely on their whole life that's that's part of our job too so yeah, and thats you, you,
2: you mentioned that stereotype of the they have the big house but the dad's always gone that's a stereotype for a reason like I, I kids at the park come up to me and they're like because I'm like the dad yeah and they just like want they just want to like talk hang out with me mm-hmm. and it's like and then they'll ask me questions like do you go to work why aren't you working mm-hmm. Like you can tell in their life that their dad just works all the time and, mm-hmm. and like when my wife was part of the mom's group, I mean, she would tell me, like, these husbands are gone all the time. And and I don't want to sound judgmental of that, of course. Sure, um, yeah. But, like, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's – I don't even – I don't really know what to say about it, except that people probably need to be a little more cognizant of it than they are. Like, kids right. pick up on it, and they do want their family more than they want a new bike.
3: Yeah. yeah. I've also gotten the thing, too, where being so outgoing – kids come up and they want to play and do the sort of things and it's like whatever dad's not right there right now and hey there's a dad let's let's rough house like dad does kind of stuff
2: Mm
3: -hmm. you know so it's it's kind of funny that way too
0: well i think that is a really great note to end on just that family is the most important thing and we cannot let ourselves get distracted from that. And yes, we have to be responsible. You know, you know, we, if, if your wives were not able to, um, be the breadwinner for the whole household, then of of course, as a part of a responsible man, you would also add to that and, you know, be a two income family like many of us in LA have to do. But if you are able to have the blessing of one parent staying home all the time, I think that really is Mm -hmm. so much better because you, your children are there, you know, you're, you're raising your children, you're not letting the school system raise them. And, you know, again, not to be judgmental or putting down people that do that. I was raised in public school and I feel like I have a really great relationship with my family, but I think it's a choice that people should consider regardless of, is it the dad that's going to stay home or the mom that's going to stay at home. But to that end, for both of you, thank you again for, for sharing your life with us and your wise words, and just taking the time to talk to us about this.
3: Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at Podcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at Podcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men, follow us on twitter at at la fishing or on instagram at fishers of men podcast there is an underscore after each word please also remember to rate and make comments on itunes if you feel so inclined it's really important so that other people can discover our podcast i'm larissa sams i'm Mary Asher burton
1: until next time keep swimming